0: When I had nothing Just a ball on the court And a dream was something more But basketball was my outlet My purpose was strong My communities The cities I represented with pride And the fans that supported me along the way I am forever grateful For those people and places Because they made me Carmelo Anthony But now the time has come for me to say goodbye To the court where I made my name to the game that gave me purpose and pride. With this bittersweet goodbye to the NBA, I'm excited about what the future holds for me. When people ask what I believe my legacy is, it's not my feats on the court that come to mind, nor the awards or praise, because my story has always been more than basketball. My legacy, my son, is in you. I will forever continue to do you. Time has come for you to carry this torch. So, Kai, chase your dreams. Let nothing hold you back. Let nothing intervene. My legacy, now and forever, lives on through you. planets will exist in my space. And I'll always be proud of all that you do. Understand? We got to keep
1: it real with reality and reality. Gonna keep it real with us. I put my heart and soul in this game. I'm feeling drained, unappreciated, unalleviated. Tired of coming up short, fuck abbreviated. Want my whole name spelled out, my old pain's built out. No pain, no gain. I blow brains, no Throw
0: flames, Lou the coach ain't about some. I call my own shots. I'm David Blaine. I'm breaking out of my own.
1: Somebody made guidelines on how to get a baby. Yes, yes, yes. Um breaking news, breaking news. Um we just gonna get right to this bullshit, man. We're gonna get right to it. Carmelo Anthony, after 19 seasons in the game, announced his retirement this morning on his Instagram. Now, me personally, I was not ready for that. I was not ready for Carmelo to go. I always felt like Melo had a lot more left to give to this game. I feel like Carmelo didn't get that legitimate shot to go out there and win another championship. But, however... We're going to talk about the legacy of Carmelo Anthony, but I don't like the way that Carmelo Anthony was treated through the duration of his career. When this guy was drafted in 2003, he was coming out, he was coming off of a fucking College National Basketball Championship. To win at that level. It's crazy. And. The 2003 NBA draft is a draft that I love to forget. And if you don't know me. I am from Detroit. And. And. At number two, the Detroit Pistons had the opportunity to select Carmelo Anthony, and they decided to select Darko Milicic, who ended up being one of the world's worst draft busts, and Carmelo went on to have a Hall of Fame career. And I always sit back and think, what if Carmelo would've came to Detroit? I think we would've won, we would've three-peated instantly. I mean, you had Tayshaun, you had Ben Wallace, you had Rasheed Wallace, you had Chauncey Billups, you had Rip Hamilton. Sure we would've had to cut our bench down, sure. But I don't understand why Darko Milicic was selected over a talent like Carmelo. Hell, I would have selected Kyle Korver over Darko Milicic that year. But let's take a look at Carmelo's accomplishments. He's a 10-time NBA All-Star. He's a two-time All-NBA second team, a four-time All-NBA third team, an NBA scoring champion in 2013. He was on the All-Rookie First Team 2004. Should have been Rookie of the Year, but we'll get into that. I mean, for his career, he averaged 22.5 points per game. Basically, 23 points per game. Averaged 6.2 rebounds per game. And averaged 3 assists per game. And as I've said before multiple seasons of averaging 20 points here. Let's go down the line here and see how many years this man has averaged 20 points. Because, God damn, one, two, three. Let me see. Oops, didn't mean to do that. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen seasons of averaging twenty or more points. I mean, let's talk about his rookie year. I feel like, just like a lot of people felt like, except them bronze sections. I know they about to get mad again, but I feel like Carmelo Anthony was robbed of the Rookie of the Year. LeBron James. Team did not make the playoffs that year. Meanwhile, Carmelo Anthony, team, the season before, won 17 games, y'all. 17 games. crazy part about all this is some of these same players returned the next season that Carmelo was drafted in 0304. 3 4 now did they retool their roster to build around Carmelo Anthony? Sure but these were some of the same players, I mean yes, you acquired Andre Miller you acquired Bashan Leonard you pick up Nene, Earl Boykins but Marcus Camby was there the season before. John Barry was picked up. Nicholas Billy was there. Birdman Anderson was there the season before. Michael Doliak the season before. Rodney White the season before. So, me and tell me that this man in one season turned this Denver Nuggets team from a 17-win team to a 43-39 team. And yet, people try to discredit him for that, which is weird to me. You know, Carmelo Anthony was the NBA stepson, and he got treated as such. And this man not only went to the playoffs, but won a playoff game. Meanwhile, LeBron is at home watching him. And then you could even go as far as to look up their games against each other. The first game that Carmelo Anthony played against LeBron, Carmelo Anthony had 14 points on 6 of 7 shooting. Meanwhile, LeBron James had 7 points and shot 3 of 11 from the field. The second game that they played against each other, both fared well. Um, Carmelo Anthony had 26 points on 8 of 16 shooting. And if you look at the footage, LeBron was checking him. And then... LeBron had 19 points On 6 of 19 shooting You tell me who won They see me They run So then Carmelo Anthony Was subjective to a lot of Unfair criticism Throughout his career Which began With Jeff Bisdelic This coach Had no right to criticize Carmelo Anthony for whatever it was. Because, my man, you won 17 games the season before. This kid comes in and turns around your franchise, and you have the nerve to criticize him for lacking on the defensive end. What do great coaches do when they realize that their great player has a weakness? Adjust. If Carmelo was so bad On the defensive end Why didn't you acquire Multiple defensive players Multiple 3 and D players Instead of focusing And then the next season They began 13 and 15 Jeff Bisdelic was going around Shitting on Carmelo In them interviews And his career coaching record Is 73 and 119 Fuck this faggot Like really Everybody, talk, everybody be dick-sucking about his scouting ability. Well, okay then. He wasn't a good head coach. Mind you, this Denver Nuggets team was what in the, in the West? They were eighth in the Western Conference. This is the Wild, Wild West. This kid got you a playoff victory in the Wild, Wild West. Everybody was good back then. If you watch basketball and you know the game and you know the players and such. So that asshole got fired, right? Then George Carl comes in. And they have even more success with acquiring uh, uh, Allen Iverson, Kenyon Martin. You know, you add Allen Iverson to the team. Now, yes, they were eliminated early in the playoffs. I get that. But my thing is, so Carmelo gets criticized for lacking in the defensive area and being an offensive talent. That was his criticism throughout his career, right? I mean, you have to take a look at what Melo has done during his run to see why do people continuously say negative things about him? And as I said before, it began with Jeff Bisdelic criticizing him for lacking on the defensive end. But Jeff Bisdelic is a fucking loser. And it was a reason why the GM, Kiki Vandaway, took Carmelo's side when, you know, Bisdelic tried to get him suspended. For not returning to the basketball game. Then once George Carl came to the fold. The Nuggets got better. As an all-around roster. And started. Contending for the playoffs. You know they were eliminated by Minnesota the first year. Who went to the conference finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. Then the next season, George Carl stepped in, and they ended up playing the defending champs in the first round. There was no way that the Denver Nuggets were going to beat the San Antonio Spurs in 05. No way in hell. Then the next season... ended up losing in the first round to the Los Angeles Clippers, which was surprising to me. I was shocked that Elton Brand, Sam Cassell, Lamar Odom, and them beat them like that. That was the series where I was like, all right, I'm a little bit disappointed in Melo. Because they could have been beaten, which is why the next season, they went and got Allen Iverson. Now, the first season with Iverson was pretty solid, but unfortunately, they lost to, again, the defending champs in the San Antonio Spurs. The Wild Wild West was wicked back in the day. You would be lucky to win two rounds if you ran into the Spurs or the Lakers or the Blazers or the Mavericks, etc., etc., etc. But if you look at this team, though, Iverson and Carmelo legitimately had what? Andre Miller, who was solid. Kenya Martin, who was good. Marcus Canby, who was a defensive player of the year before. Their bench was shaky. The next season, the Nuggets ended up getting swept by the defending champs the Los Angeles Lakers. Well actually, you know what? I take that back. The Lakers who eventually ended up winning the Western Conference. Let me let me let me take that back. The Celtics won that year. So, in multiple cases, Carmelo was losing in the playoffs to teams that were clearly better. But here's the problem. George Carl would openly criticize Carmelo. Well, he didn't do this when he was the coach. George Carl came out with a book. I remember the George Carl book when it came out. And and he called out multiple players. He called out Boogie Cousins. He called out Carmelo Anthony. And the players took Melo and Boogie's side calling George Carl a snake, basically. J.R. Smith also partake, took partake in, in into that. You know, he basically criticized him for his lack of defense and claimed that Carmelo was power-hungry for the spotlight and didn't want to share the spotlight with other players. But if you look at Carmelo's entire career, Which one of his teammates had something bad to say about him? Don't worry, I'll wait. I can't name one player in the history of niggerdom that openly came out and criticized Carmelo Anthony that said that he was a horrible teammate. Carmelo has said this in interviews. He has said that Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Which one of my teammates criticized me? Which one of my teammates had something negative to say? You dig? Now, the next season, in 09, this was the season where Carmelo Anthony went deeper into the playoffs. They beat, but but they also traded... Allen Iverson for Chauncey Billups who was coming off of what, I believe that was six straight conference finals appearances. You add a guy like Chauncey Billups who was an actual leader to your roster, Carmelo Anthony's not a natural born leader, I mean he wanted to be the leader but wasn't allowed the opportunity to be a leader. I mean, Carl was still there. Chauncey Billups took the reins of the leadership. And, you know, Carmelo respected him as his OG. And they ended up losing in six to the uh, eventual NBA champions once again. I keep trying to tell y'all. Melo was losing to the eventual champions every other year when he was in Denver. first round against the Utah Jazz. Then look, the season after that, in 2011, they ended up losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who eventually ended up going to the uh, NBA Finals that year. Now, the next season was when Carmelo Anthony and Chauncey Billups was traded to the New York Knicks. Now the Knicks had Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, I never thought that this guy was a good coach. And I kind of knew that him and Melo was not going to get along. But we'll get to the coaching Disparity momentarily. So he gets traded to New York. The first year. Who did they lose to in the first round? The Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics was still solid back in the day. You know he joined Amari Studemeyer and shit like that. Next season, Mike D'Antoni gets fired. They start off 18 and 24. This is the lockout season, and Mike D'Antoni was replaced by Mike Woodson, who went 18 and six during the regular season. And that set up a first round against the Miami Heat, who were what? The eventual NBA champions. There's a pattern there. Now, I do understand the flip side of things that Carmelo should have found it within himself to lead the the Knicks and upset one of these teams. I get that. I'm not trying to coddle Anthony or nothing like that. I just feel like Carmelo Anthony has been misunderstood throughout his tenure as a Hall of Fame basketball player. And I don't think he gets enough credit or love that he deserves because of what these white coaches put on this man's reputation. You know, there is a league of extraordinary gentlemen and there's like a boys club amongst the white coaches. You do know that, right? A lot of people don't want to hear that. Niggas niggas be like, "Oh, you playing the race card." Yes, I'm playing the race card. And I don't give a fuck what y'all faggot niggas think. All right, bitch. Now check this out. Now, Mike Woodson was the only coach that Carmelo had that did not criticize him when he was there and when he left to do other jobs. You have to put that into perspective. Why didn't Mike Woodson criticize him, huh? And all of these white coaches did. You want to know why? White coaches, a majority of white coaches, I'm not going to say all of them, but your average white coach, I would say like the Jeff Bistellics, the uh, George Carls, and the Mike D'Antonis, they want you to bow down to them. They have a God complex. And Carmelo Anthony, with the ego that he had, he wasn't going to bow down. Carmelo Anthony is a player that you have to get down to his level. You have to understand the way that... You have to understand that Carmelo Anthony... Is who he is He's not going to change his game He's not going to conform He's going to play The way that he plays And if these guys Were such good coaches Because um, I don't recall Jeff Bisdelic winning an NBA championship I don't recall George Carl ever winning an NBA championship I don't recall Mike D'Antoni ever winning An NBA championship So we can get that shit out the way right now. They've been to the, George Carl went to the finals one time in his career, one time. They ran into Mike, I get it. But they're not championship level coaches either. These motherfuckers that talk about Carmelo like he's overrated are overrated coaches. So I don't want to hear that shit. I really don't. But <clears throat> I'm in my bag now, motherfuckers. These white coaches want these black basketball players to bow down to them. Because, you know, I bet you Jeff Bizdelic, George Carl D'Antoni was talking to this nigga crazy. And a lot of the players in the locker room during Bizdelic's Bez- tenure turned their back on Bisdelic. And Bisdelic lost the locker room because of the heavy criticism and the unlawful disrespecting of the guy that got a 17-win team to 43 wins. It's just like, God damn, can my man get some credit? Shit. And if these coaches were so fucking good, how come they didn't adjust? When Mike Woodson was in New York, you know what the New York Knicks did? They adjusted to Carmelo's weaknesses. They went out and signed a defensive player of the year and Tyson Chandler. They went out and and signed a Jared Jeffries whose main job was defend. They drafted Iman Shumpert who was a defensive player with hops. They went out and signed J.R. Smith To help Carmelo Anthony and Amari Studemeyer. They went out and and grabbed Jason Kidd, signed Rashid Wallace later on. So great coaches and great GMs adjust. You have a superstar player on your team that doesn't play defense. Fine, let that motherfucker play. Where he's comfortable at. That's all I'm saying. Then the next season, Carmelo Anthony tied his best record with 54-28. and 28. And they ended up losing the second round to the Indiana Pacers, which was a very disappointing end to the season. But the Indiana Pacers wasn't weak, though. I mean, the New York Knicks did win two games. And wasn't the Pacers the number one overall seed that year? I believe so. Or were they? Oh, they were the number three seed. Still, solid. It was a disappointing end to the season. But if you look at this roster, this was the best roster. They did sign Kenya Martin. Yeah, Kenya Martin, Steve Novak, Pablo Prigioni, Q Rich, Marcus Camby, Tyson Chandler. Damn, she This was a good little team right here. It's kind of dis- that was that was kind of disappointing to see them go out like that in the second round. That that was a championship caliber team. That's the best team that Melo ever had, in my opinion. Now the next season. The Knicks were horrible and did not make the playoffs. Carmelo Anthony only played 40 games in the 2015 season as the Knicks pretty much tanked to get Christophs Porzingis. And then the next season, they did not fare well as Derek Fisher took on the head coaching duties, as Carmelo signed a major con- contract to stay in New York, Melo's last season in New York, they ended up getting Jeff Hornacek. So you mean to tell me that Mello had Mike Woodson, Derek Fisher, and Jeff Hornacek, three different coaches in three different seasons? That sounded like the organization was failing Carmen Melo Anthony and within the next season traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And this was the downward spiral for Mello here because... In a shocking turn of events, the Oklahoma City Thunder was upset in six games by the Utah Jazz. The Jazz had no business winning that series. Donovan Mitchell just lit Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony and Paul George the fuck up. then Carmelo still as a fourth as a third option averaged 16 points per game Carmelo Anthony played you know he sacrificed his game to play alongside two ball dominant guards and I don't think uh Melo got enough credit for that because of how they went out Then, Carmelo Anthony was severely disrespected in the 2018-2019 season as Houston with Coach D'Antoni, a coach that did not like him from the start, wanted to give him him the opportunity so that he could take it away like the bitch he is. And that's that white God coach complex. You bow to me. You listen to me, nigger. You know what I'm saying? And that's that ego. That white ego is different, bro. Especially when you don't have a good reputation and you're not well-liked. And I feel like Carmelo Anthony in the 2018-2019 season got blackballed. Now, the next two seasons, Carmelo Anthony played alongside Damian Lillard in Portland. And he fared quite well. Although, in 2020, they ended up losing to the Los Angeles Lakers, who ended up being the what? The eventual champions. The next season, they fared a lot better. Although they lost against the Denver Nuggets the next season, Carmelo Anthony, in that role, fared well which had me confused as to why in the 2021-2022 season that they didn't sign Carmelo Anthony. And then Melo went to an ill-fated Lakers squad with four other Hall of Famers who only won 33 games. But Carmelo, in a supporting bench role, still averaged 13 points per game. And this season, nobody went out to sign this man. And I was completely confused by that. I didn't understand. You can't, you mean to tell me that you can't use a guy that could get you 12 to 14 points off the bench easily. Not the best defender in the world, but <clears throat> here's the thing though. We could go down the top 100 list right now. And there are many players that were not known for playing defense. Now, yes, did they have more effort than Melo? Yes. I'll give you that. But there are guys that did not play no fucking defense, but kept an NBA job and didn't get blackballed because of it. Did Steve Nash ever play defense, y'all? I just want to know something. That motherfucker kept getting jobs. Even got a coaching job that he didn't even fucking deserve. Damian Lillard. I love Damian Lillard. But does he play defense? No. James Harden. Does he play defense? And... He has the same complex as Carmelo. Did Chris Bosh play defense in Toronto? I'm saying, though. Like, they're at Steph Curry. Steph Curry's not known for his defense. And he still got a fucking job. Nobody, nobody except Mike Woodson took the time to realize, all right, Melo is who he is. Let's get some players that hide his defensive inconsistencies. Let's get some 3 and D guys. Let's get... A, a, a guy with some leadership, because Melo's not a natural-born leader. He's a scorer, and that's it. He's one of the great scorers of our time. Now, did he? In, did he turn out like his other peers? No. But that did, that didn't mean that he deserved to be mistreated for that. He still made the All-NBA Top 75 team which was well-deserved. And I believe in my heart of hearts that Melo is a first ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt in my mind. And Melo was an underrated rebounder. Nobody ever gave him credit for rebounding. And not to mention, of course, the footwork, Everybody knows he's an offensive dynamo One of the greatest offensive players of all time But here's the thing Melo's not James Harden Melo was not Steph Curry Melo is not Russell Westbrook Melo is not Kevin Durant Melo is not Kawhi Melo was not Giannis Antetokounmpo And I think that people use those players as a measuring stick in order to discredit Carmelo for what he actually accomplished in his career. There are a lot of your your favorite players that didn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. But were they criticized as much as Carmelo? No. I never seen the NBA stepchild get criticized so fucking much for stuff that other players do. You think Carmelo's the first athlete to have disagreements with their coach? Come on, dog. You saw what happened with Kobe and Mike Brown. You see LeBron and David Black Like, you've seen Paul Silas and LeBron, but he didn't get criticized for that. But when Jeff Bizdelic and George Carl and Mike D'Antoni criticize Carbello Anthony, all of a sudden he gets a reputation as an uncoachable player. He gets the reputation of a shot jacker, which he was. He wasn't the most efficient scorer. We can dig it. We can dig that. He wasn't the best defensive player. I can dig it. I understand what people are saying. I'm not saying Carmelo Anthony was an angel. Carmelo did have an ego. But I feel like a lot of those coaches in the past tried to sun Melo. And Melo wasn't going for that shit. But the things that Carmelo Anthony was being criticized for, a lot of these players were fucking doing. A lot of these superstar players were lacking on the defensive end. They just were A lot of these players got into it with their coaches A lot of these players didn't check back in the game When their coach asked them to Why should Carmelo Anthony have to bow down to the rules When Dennis Rodman ain't have to When Ron Artest didn't have to When Kobe Bryant had the ain't have to. I mean, it's not like Carmelo Anthony was, like, on losing teams his whole career. He was a a perennial winner most of them years until, like, 2013. And then even then, when he went to the Thunder, he made the playoffs. When he went to Portland, he made the playoffs twice. So it's not like Melo... Missed the playoffs his whole career. He had just come off a national championship. And then last but totally not least, don't make me start mentioning Olympic mellow here. Carmelo Anthony was the ultimate good luck charm. And um, did those teammates on that Olympic team criticize him? Like in 2014... Like, I understand that that ill-fated 2004 Olympics team, you know what I'm saying, misused those group of players. But once the bean came through and changed history by getting America back to those gold medals, Carmelo Anthony, the Olympic gold medalist, was born. How many gold medals this nigga got, man? Because he looked like the MVP in a lot of them gold medal games. He has three Olympic gold medals. Crazy. Crazy. So, all in all, I felt like Carmelo Anthony is one of the 100 greatest players ever. I think I ranked him number 66 on my all-time list. ESPN, I think, ranked him number 69, so we actually agree on something. (laughs) Kind of. But my issue is I don't think the NBA appreciated Carmelo as they should. Like they did a Dr. J. Like they did a Dominique Wilkins. Like they did a Vince Carter even or a Tracy McGrady. I don't think Vince and T-Mac were criticized. And they didn't go that far into the playoffs like... Carmelo did with his own team Vince Carter went to the conference finals when he teamed up with Dwight Howard but I just think that it's just what the white all boys club singled out Melo as a problem child that was when the disrespect came and then you know they tried to embarrass him by putting him on first take and All that other shit. We ain't forgot all the hate that the fans have said about Carmelo Anthony. But I just wanted to say, man, I just wanted to salute Carmelo Anthony on the incredible, illustrious career that he had. He's one of the greatest to ever do this thing. One of the greatest scorers. One of the greatest offensive players. One of the greatest... Uh, Olympic gold medalist players That we've ever seen So shout out to Carmelo Anthony And stay mellow This is King Known Uncensored Carmelo Anthony retires After 19 seasons in the NBA And I'm out